Aloha Maui Nui. Hey, this is Josh and Jay here. Happy Aloha Friday. It's a little wet. A little wet out there, guys. <laughs> yeah, wow. Check that out. Uh, this is the Solar Coaster, episode number... 32. 32. 32. Yep, we are 32. <laughs> 32. It's 32. Oh, wow. So we, uh, we it, definitely uh, interesting to be uh, here just a few weeks before the end of the year after um, uh, quite a run for about seven months or so getting this show off the ground, huh? Yeah, I don't think we're getting it off the ground. I think we're 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 in yeah. flight. We're in flight. And, and we got uh, and we got some. I know originally on it was kind of like, hey, I wonder if we're gonna have enough to talk about here with renewable energies. And then every week it just kind of gets more and more kind of interesting, contentious, political, financial. Yeah, we've said that before. Like we don't like to do political as much as we probably could. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, there's there's it, there's no shortage. I mean, we we, we literally had a bit of a, a stumbling block. Um, our our scheduled call in person had a family emergency couldn't come in so this morning we're rushing around trying to find somebody else to, right. to, to fill the right. slot and you know what we had like three people step up yeah it's and <laughs> so it's, it's kind of remarkable when just you that much to talk about yeah yeah really so we have uh, as a result of that we have uh, a really great roster of shows coming up over the course of the next few weeks yep. to kind of close things out for the year. Right? Yeah, we run, we, run, we run a little fast and loose, but right. now, we, now we have a real schedule for it's, it, and going it's, forward for about a month yeah. and a half. <laughs> and they're really cool things. So uh, we have, um, today is a really great show. We're going to be hearing from people from, uh, well, we're going to hear Dave on the Roof. He's got a yep. couple things to say about what's going on in the field. Yep. It's amazing news and events. And we also have uh, uh, Enphase Energy stepped up uh, today, and they are doing some really unique things uh, in this space. Been around veterans in the residential space. Yeah, Enphase is a name space. everybody should know. And if you don't, you want to stick around and listen anyway. <laughs> yeah, really cool stuff. And then we'll talk more about these upcoming shows. But uh, we're talking about, uh, well, maybe I'll just wait a little bit and let it come yeah, out. Yeah, right? So, so uh, let me take a little bit of housekeeping out of the way, right, out of the gate here. So we are uh, the Solar Coaster. We're renewable energy-focused, uh, solar-focused talk show right here in lovely Maui County. Uh, we're here at KOI 1110 AM and can be uh, found here at 105 p.m. every Friday of the week. Um, we're also on a couple of FM stations, 96.7 FM Central Maui, 96.5 FM on the west side, 98.7 FM Upcountry. Uh, streaming at KOI1110.com is a great location to check us out if you are not in the uh, Maui County area. Uh, and uh, we also have our website, which is, what is it, Jay? Solar-coaster.com also has the link there. You can get right in and uh, and listen live, as well as the Facebook live stream, which is going right now. Right, there we are. Hey, guys. Say hi, Jonah. Jonah Heller over there helping us out with social media. Yep, Thank you so much, buddy. Really do appreciate Jonah. And we got Thanks Gary over here, engineer in the field, uh, doing his thing. So uh, we are we are also we're sponsored by a great stable uh, stable of companies: uh, Maui Solar Project, Tabuchi Electric America, Sonam Battery, and more recently. Pika Energy. Pika Energy. And thank you so much, guys, for your support. Josh still has my shirt, Pika. <laughs> Pika, they were messing around. We were like, hey, we'd love to get some swag. And they, <laughs> oh, there we go. Jonah's got the, the Pika uh, Energy shirt. They're really nice ones, American Actually, Apparel. Nice, yeah. right? i got to get back down to my medium days. i got quite a road in front of me before I can wear a medium again. <laughs> okay. uh, so uh, you can also find us uh, uh, on uh, podcasts, right? Yep. Uh, so iTunes. What, what are the other ones, Jay? iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn are live. iHeartRadio is still pending pending uh, yeah we heard a couple not, things about that too yeah <laughs> so, i don't i don't want to go into that all right all right so we are a call-in show and you can reach us if you'd like to call in and kind of give us some ideas or questions or whatever 808-242-7800 is our call-in line yep 808-242-7800 do give us a call questions comments interesting solar stories yeah let us know we love hearing from uh, from everybody about this stuff. So let's jump on. You know, uh, one of the things I noticed, and just I think this is kind of the flavor of this we, of our of our news and events uh, uh, section here today, Jay. One of the things I noticed, uh, you know, uh, over the course of the last week or so, is that I don't see as many guys out there on roofs putting in solar systems as I have in past years. Yeah, and this is it's kind of an interesting phenomenon for you. I, I don't know if I've ever really noticed, but it makes sense to me. What you said is that this, we're coming up to the end of the year. Everybody wants to have their system installed because they can get the tax credits yeah. this year, assuming that it's installed this year. And so there's, there's this rush at the end of the year, and we're not seeing it. Not quite as much. I mean, you know, I keep looking up kind of, you know, when I'm driving or when I'm you know going around, and I'm like, where? 
where you are, I should, oh, is that a guy? No, he's just doing roofing. <laughs> yep, <laughs> or yep. that, yeah. And so it doesn't really uh, kind of look the same way, in my opinion. And so uh, it'd be interesting to see. We, we are seeing some um, conversations here in our news and events section uh, about the general kind of like uh, volume of, of that. stuff that's yeah. happening in the in the country. So we can learn a little about that. We want to start out with Jay here. We, do the, uh, uh, we do have a local thing, of course, we can touch base on. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that first. We'll get that out of the way. That's a good one. Um, nonprofit incubator signs a solar plus storage PPA. Now, what's a PPA, first of all? So a PPA is uh, it's an acronym for Power Purchase Agreement. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks like this one is actually from a company that we're familiar with and have some business with on the MSP side of the uh, fence here. And uh, so, yeah, this is uh, NSYNC Energy. Uh, and working, I think, via their subsidiary, Holu, out here in Maui County. So they put together a pretty radical uh, system with um, uh, about 100, let's say, solar plus storage project encompasses yep. 148 kilowatt photovoltaic installation, uh, NSYNC Energy's DER super module, 244 kilowatt hours of energy storage supported by uh, this matrix energy, matrix energy management system. So, and DER Flex Technologies. Wow, there's a lot of TMs in there. Yeah, there's a lot of trademarks. Lot of, <laughs> there's lot of like trademark three TMs stuff. in yeah, there. Yeah, and look at all this stuff. Um, what is a super module? Why does it matter? So, well, a super module, <laughs> this is uh, this is the lithium uh, ion energy storage oh, system. Oh, okay. So that's the And that's it the is, as thing. I understand that, that's a actual container. Right. That's a container. It's like a shipping container. Okay, so it's a big uh, battery. I, I, I believe, yeah. And wow. then, you know, what I found interesting about this system is they say, they go on to say uh, in this article, and it's in prnewswire.com, uh, new releases, and then, and then it sh- it's you can just kind of Yeah, this, this, this will be going up on the solar-coaster.com website. After the show, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Um, but but do check that out. But it's but this is right here in Maui County, and I think that, that was the most interesting thing, is this, this massive nonprofit incuba- business incubator yeah. is going in and specifically focusing on renewable yeah, energy, and that's energy supply. With J. Walter Cameron Center. But right. I found interesting, actually, was the next sentence in that, in that paragraph, second paragraph of the article. It says, the solar energy system incorporates two subsystems, mm-hmm. a 62-kilowatt alternating current mm-hmm. PV-only system to directly serve the building's loads, yep. and an 86-kilowatt direct current system connected to the super module to store energy for off-peak solar hours and for demand charge mitigation. Isn't that interesting? Well, what, the, what that means to me is that it's just a DC to DC from the solar and then it would be inverted after so the battery the battery sure. is pre-inverter sure yeah it's but it's interesting the way they worded it right yeah and, and, the, and the fact that they broke it down in that manner so very cool uh, so good to see some you know very forward thinking projects hitting the ground here in Maui yep yeah, despite this, the fact this, that we're not this, seeing a lot of guys on roof <laughs> yeah but that that but the, the J. Walter Cameron Center is supposed to be um, 43,000 square feet of office Woo-hoo. space this is huge, this is some big, serious which stuff, is the reason right? why they need a shipping container-sized battery. And, and I'm really <laughs> excited to see, uh, you know, these types of uh, technically advanced systems being deployed or being this, they're being signed, right? And then having organizations like NSYNC and Holo engage. These are serious organizations. Well, this is, this is that, one of those things that I've, I've told you before. Is I, I really, really can't think of a better business model here mm. than being able to export, like a, doing software development or something. You can. Uh, collect energy from the sun, work on your computer, export a specific string of electrons that happens to be your software or whatever you generate. Right. You have you have like no footprint. You can bring in an awful lot of money because your your target is the entire world market, right? Doing apps or whatever. Okay. And 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 it's it's just a great business to be in here. For sure. Because you're not ruining anything. <laughs> right, right. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so we just heard a little bit about what's going on here in Maui. Except my free time. That, right. And, uh, but some of these other articles are talking about what's going on around this the rest of the more, country. It's a little more global, but like it reflects kinda, what we've been seeing, yeah, right? And yeah. This is, this is um, U.S. solar slowing. Hawaii going 100% renewable. But U.S. US solar slowing, what does that mean? Well, there's some discussions here that the overall amount of, of, of solar that's been deployed in this year, 2017, mm-hmm. is, is not what it was expected, right? Is that the nature of this conversation? Es- essentially that. Uh, the the um, report from GTM standard. Research and, uh, and SIA, the Solar Energy Industries Association, uh, reported that we installed 2.03 gigabyte, gigabyte, gigawatt of solar PV, which is actually below um, 2016 levels. Right. And there was, and there's a reason why, right? I mean, well, there, there's well, potential. The, the, everybody's why. pointing at reasons, and that's what, kind of what the conversation is. They're they're talking about um, 
the tax, there, there's a glut. Uh, before the tax credit was extended, the 30% um, ITC tax credit was extended to 2020, right. everybody was trying to get in under the wire. So that was a jam. That was like, hey, everybody, we need to be in before this thing goes away. Right. And now that's not there anymore. So there's not that artificial push of get it in while the ITC is existing. Right, right. right. And, and um, I would assume that at the end of 2020, you were going to see the same right. thing again. And when I say ITC, I mean it. the federal tax credit at right. 30%. Right? right. That's what I mean right. by that. Um, so, I would, so yeah, 2020, you would, you would have that um, again. But right now, everybody who was going to do it last year, I guess, kind of has done it already. Right. right. I mean, is that, is right. that, is right. that the deal? Yeah. So, so that's one excuse. Mm-hmm. One excuse, <laughs> I suppose. Right. Um, this one really struck me as very adversarial. Oh, um, yeah. The title of the article is, um, where is it now? Do to do. Oh, it's the Street Insider um, one. Yeah, the Street Insider one. The, the, the title of the article is literally, bla- it's, it's um, <laughs> slowdown is traceable to one single company, <laughs> this Tesla. Guy, this is, I, I'm, when I'm you sorry, said that what? to me, I, I almost thought you were I joking. I thought it was a joke. Yeah, when you said absolutely, it. absolutely. It says Tesla largely responsible for slide in U.S. home solar sales. Are you kidding me? Yeah, right. right? I, I mean, <laughs> and, I, and I get it. I, I mean, this is in, by the way, guys, streetinsider.com, right? Mm-hmm. And that actually is. The, this is not a Borowitz New Yorker thing. I mean, this is not like one of those satires, right? This is real. Uh, December 15th, 2017. And mm-hmm. basically they're talking about how uh, how uh, Tesla acquired SolarCity and changed uh, the rate of its operations. And they did a, they, they, they basically in-housed all that solar, that, that whole solar right, but they've uh, also PPA business. S- uh, they've stopped marketing. I mean, Tesla they, put, they, did a massive push with their solar roof thing. They started taking a whole bunch of reservations at like $1,000 a pop or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And they've basically, I mean, they don't need to chase leads because right. they've got a list of prepaid Right, right. So they said, we are, we're going to get rid of all still our door knockers. We're going to get rid of all our, yeah. you know, our marketing machine, which, which traditionally is a major component of the solar businesses, right? right? Like right. Sunrun is another example of a comparable solar business. Or I think, uh, what's the other one? Um, it'll come to me later. Is it Suniva maybe? Mm-hmm. But there's some other companies out there that are kind of like a top four or five PPA Lease, Vivint's like another one that's really big that's kind of notorious out here because they sure. do a lot of great, great uh, things uh, in the in our environment. Yeah. And then, um, but but you know these kinds of businesses. But when Tesla announced, they just said, "Oh, we're going to do it a different way." So they were moving, I think, towards that retail model of we have this brand cachet, and then people are going to come to us rather than us come to them. Right. And then this article saying, "Hey, this is kind of the reason. This, this is a contributing reason to why we have less solar." That's a that's a heck of that's, a thing. That's a big thing to insinuate yeah <laughs> so i don't know if i buy it but i think it's very interesting that that uh that yeah i don't i don't i don't see that one so much uh, but but the general trend does seem to be that we're not selling and or installing as much solar buying as, as much solar as we were even a couple of years ago but which, what does that mean in the long the term in the big picture maybe it's not actually well that's see that's that's the thing this is this is news major news um at its best just putting out clickbait you know, trying to try yeah. to get you to read the article. I don't buy it. Um, I don't. I don't see it at all. And and the one thing I can point to is that just 48 hours ago, um, World Bank was at the One Planet Summit sponsored by uh, the President of France um, there, and Make they had this massive press release that they put together, basically saying this: World Bank, as of 2019, will no longer fund gas or uh, oil. Research for ga- new gas or oil field. That's unbelievable. Anywhere, <laughs> <laughs> basically saying there's no more money. Go away. That's that's just uh, hard to believe, right? Where, where where exactly was that line, Jay? Was it like four or five in there? I want uh, to read yeah, that exactly. it's pretty it's pretty far down. There it but is. Transparent. No, no, it's it's yeah. right after one. It mm-hmm. says the World Bank Group will no longer finance upstream oil and gas after 2019. Yeah. That was the that was the the yeah. clincher right there. I mean, that's a pretty. Did your dad send you this? No, <laughs> no, no I, found, I found this one. This one, I mean, this is a powerful <laughs> thing, right? Because World Bank saying, hey, th- I mean, this is not a this is a group that's saying we don't have confidence in this anymore. Yeah. And yeah, or at uh, least so, cer- certainly not long term. And the counter to that is there's a lot of confidence, obviously, in renewable energies if they're not going to finance further, uh, you know, research okay, into right. or I, I, when I say upstream oil and gas, it's, it's specifically the the search for new okay. um, extraction points. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, 
pretty remarkable. I mean, so I think that indicates certainly a, a, a really a good vision in the future for how renewable is going to play. Right. Energy so, so, so the message, the message for all this news is that yeah, everybody's out there screaming the sky is falling, but you know what the long term is? We're we're still good. <laughs> Absolutely. And we had one more thing there on December fifteenth from Matt Egan of CNN. Do you remember that? There, he was saying it's kind of related to the same thing, Jay. Uh, I didn't get that one. But. So there are signs that oh. renewables may continue to gain ground on fossil fuels, especially mm-hmm. coal. The seismic shift in renewable renewables economics will cause large reductions in carbon intensity in the global power sector. This yep. is Morgan Stanley. Uh, so the key is that solar technology has gotten dramatically cheaper, making making it competitive in some markets against fossil fuels. The price of solar panels has been cut in half in the last in less than two years, Morgan Stanley estimates. So um, a lot of really kind of pays positive stuff here. Um, several mar- major markets have reached an inflection point where renewables are the cheapest form of new power generation. Quote. Quote, end quote. Yep. Cheapest form of new power generation, Morgan Stanley. This is not um, Mother Jones here, guys. Right. This is more Morgan Stanley we're talking about. Yeah, Morgan Stanley and World Bank have confidence. <laughs> and, and and let's just uh, finish off on this one. The last sentence in that little stanza from uh, that article, mm-hmm. uh, I think that was in Matt Egan of CNN. It expects that the trend. It expects that trend to spread to quote nearly every country we cover by 2020 end quote. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the fact that I'm not seeing boatloads of that's, guys on the roof out there uh, probably shouldn't worry me too much. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so not, very not, good stuff. Not at all. Very good stuff. Um, and and speaking of guys on the roof, uh, hey, hey Gary, how we doing there? We got Dave out there. Is he still on the line? Oh, there. Nope, Dave is not there. <laughs> Maybe we'll catch Dave on the back. Okay, we're going to move in that direction yep, in, a, in just a moment. Right. Yep. I think that our... Uh, Let's uh, hear from our sponsors, and then we'll get right back. All right, we'll do it. Aloha, and welcome to Maui Solar Project. It is easy to feel rejuvenated just stepping outside on a magnificent Hawaiian day. Maui Solar Project is here to help harness that energy you feel in your body and use it to power your homes and businesses. As Laura tells us, Maui harnessed the sun so as to slow its path across the sky. Join Maui Solar Project as we harness the sun's energy and slow Hawaii's dependence on fossil fuels. Call Maui Solar Project at 269-2352. MauiSolarProject.org. Tabuchi Electric. A leading worldwide inverter manufacturer presents the second generation of the eco-intelligent battery system, the IBIS. Tabuchi's grid-friendly system includes a high-efficiency inverter, stackable batteries, and integration with Jelly software for the most adaptable battery storage system on the market. The system is optimized for energy management and cost performance. Maximize your solar investment with Tabuchi's electric eco-intelligent battery system. The Sonin Battery Eco is an energy storage solution that utilizes intelligent energy management software. The system is available in a variety of storage capacities and allows for expansion. Sonin Battery Eco allows you to save money by harvesting energy from your solar PV system and using that stored energy when rates are more expensive. Sonin Battery Eco is specifically designed to provide you and your family peace of mind in the event of power outage. Our unique power detection system will sense outages in real time and automatically switch over to battery power. See Sonin Battery Eco at sonin-battery.com. MIT-founded Pika Energy, makers of the Pika Energy Island, a smart energy management system that uses solar panels, lithium batteries, and intelligence to manage your energy and keep you powered even during outages. With a clean, intelligent alternative to grid power, you're in control of your energy future. Pika's Energy Island lets you manage electrical costs with HECO-ready self-supply functions. Pika's largest battery, the Harbor Plus, offers 16 kilowatt hours of stored energy and can power loads of up to 10 kilowatts. And if you need more capacity, just add a second or even third Harbor Smart battery to the same system for a maximum of 48 kilowatt hours of usable storage. Pika Energy, own your power. To learn more, visit pika-energy.com. Okay, there's our uh, commercial run. We've got a great God. group of sponsors there. That, love, uh, love those guys. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> that help uh, Solar Coaster stay on air. Thank you so much for your support and uh, for, yeah, helping us do this thing that we really like to do. Yeah, excellent. So uh, we, we have a great product focus today, uh, folks, and it is uh, a company that I've worked with over the years in, uh, in my MSP hat for uh, doing installations uh, for probably about a decade now. Really remarkable company, Enphase Energy. Yeah, we just yeah. got a juggernaut in, yeah, in even, the renewable even energy before, world. 
even before I had d- thought about it, doing anything in renewables with you, um, coming on the show, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I was in IT, but I knew who Enphase was. Right, the names I mean, out there. There's, 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 these are people you know. Yeah, yeah. And we have we have two great staff members, Jane Pimentel, if I, I hope I pronounced that correctly, a regional sales manager for Enphase Energy, and potentially also Nick uh, Morelli, who's a field applications engineer. And we're going to learn about some of the kind of background and the present day kind of state of some of these products. There's some new products on, in, in the works there, both micro and microinverters is, of course, what they do, um, but also storage and some other things. So uh, really excited to hear from Enphase. Uh, let's patch them in. Oh, we're good right now. Hey, um, aloha. Welcome to the show. Uh, Jane, are you there online? Aloha. Yes, I am. Hey, welcome to the Solar Coaster. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Great to be here. So Jane uh, actually kind of came in uh, last minute, was super supportive. She goes, yeah, I'd love to jump on this roller coaster with you guys. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're really appreciative of that. So, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Jane, um, you know, we're, we're basically here in Maui County and we're communicating to the people that uh, live in this environment. There's a lot of renewable energies. Enphase has a, a big presence here. You know, you were definitely part of the of the boom and the kind of ramp up of renewable energies over the course of the last ten years. Certainly, def- within, within the NEM era, we're we're very post NEM at this point, right? Uh, but <laughs> yeah. but certainly through that whole transition, mm-hmm. right? We, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it seems like people know about Enphase in Hawaii because we have like well over fifty thousand. Systems in Hawaii, and systems. Yeah. So thank you, Hawaii. <laughs> wow, yeah. that's a lot. <laughs> that's yeah. great. No, that yeah. is that's a big number. That's about that's about the full. Uh, we have about sixty thousand utility account holders here in I think Maui County. Right. So that is probably uh, that probably that that's about like everybody in Maui. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It would be. So that's definitely you know, obviously uh, it's, it's it's a statewide number. But good night, Nick. Good oh night. oh great, we got your uh, colleague Nick on the other line. I'm gonna bring him we'll in bring as well. him in as well. Yeah. Right. Okay. Hey, aloha, Nick. We got Jane on the line. Uh, welcome to the Solar Coaster. Hey, thank you. Nice to meet you guys. Hey, nice All to right. meet you. So it's great that we have you both here. And, uh, you know, uh, like we were just catching up with Jane and talking about how Enphase has a really recognizable brand out here in the Hawaiian marketplace yep. and uh, quite a lot of deployed systems. And uh, But there's been, you know, Enphase is a really interesting company. And I actually had an opportunity to go to Enphase HQ uh, probably about five years ago now mm-hmm. out in Petaluma. And it was super impressive, Jane. And I really kind of, it really, I talk about that story with my friends and family occasionally you know so i really enjoyed meeting people you got interesting mm-hmm. co- company culture there you know so can you mm-hmm. tell us a little bit give us like a basic intro of Enphase, maybe and give us a mm-hmm. sense for you know kind of even yourselves give us a little introduction of yourselves sure yeah so i've been with Enphase five years um so yeah a, a fun solar coaster ride um but i came from high tech and uh, i really wanted to get into renewable energy i was at apple for a number of years and when i was kind of evaluating uh you know, uh, companies to go to by far. Enphase, you know, the innovator and the high-tech leader uh, in solar was was uh, was my first choice. I feel really lucky to be here. Um, yeah. So um, Enphase, uh, you know, has been around ten years. That's great that you were able to come to Petaluma uh, to see us um, in Northern California here, and um, we've been headquartered there the whole time. And you know, homeowners really like the fact that we're a U.S.-based company. Um, and we're, you know, the global global energy technology leader. We really strive to make super smart and easy to use solar solutions. And, you know, we make, uh, as you mentioned, we make microinverters and storage. And just important as all that is, is software, um, the software right. to really create intelligent systems. So we are software-defined, um, you know, microinverters, software-defined architecture. So that's super important. Absolutely, yeah, and and uh, what I know, I th- I had that kind of feeling in Petaluma, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I got uh-huh. I got kind of got a soft spot for Marin County because I got family out there and stuff, so I like uh-huh. going there. And uh, but when I was there, you know, I, th- I had that feeling of kind of a tech company. It felt like kind of like almost like a software company or something. You know? Yeah. So there's definitely we have just that as vibe. Many software engineers as hardware engineers. So yeah. Right, right, and I actually remember not to get too off topic. I actually remember. Yeah. Uh, walk, doing the tour, and I think uh, Ian Knox maybe was giving the tour, and mm-hmm. we were walking through the facility, and then we walked into kind of the lab with all the mm-hmm. really kind of mm-hmm. engineering kind of guys, you know. Mm-hmm. And then he was, and he was, it was funny because he was Ian was, you know, he's kind of like the business guy, and he's like, um, "All right, so we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this," and I think the 250 was on the boards at the time, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and he pointed at it, and he goes, "This is a really powerful microinverter, but we can't talk about that too much." And then, <laughs> and then I walked over to the engineer, I was like, "Wow." 
that's amazing. And I pointed something out that I knew about it. Mm-hmm. And then he couldn't contain himself. He started like <laughs> effusing with Just content. Re- regurgitating know? stuff. And that's Ian, yeah. that's Ian excellent. threw him a look. He was like, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of passion for sure. Yeah, and you probably walked into uh, where we have our reliability lab. Um, you know, so we have the uh, these chambers, they call them, where we do all the testing. Um, and we put the microinverters through all these extreme conditions, even more extreme right. than Hawaii conditions. Uh, uh, I don't know about and, that. Uh, we do like right. millions of <laughs> hours of testing so that we, we really focus on quality and reliability right. and to back up our 25-year warranty. So that was there, that's in uh, Petaluma, those, those chambers we call them and it's it's pretty remarkable to see gotcha nice. gotcha so, so you know cool. when, when i think about um and nick jump in at any moment here uh, uh nick if you'd like to tell us a little bit about you know kind of how you play a role in Enphase. um but when i think about um uh, you know uh, Enphase, i tend to think like in terms of it comes like a market defining residential inverter right because like at one point the on-grid uh the, the the inverters that were available were basically central inverter string inverters mm-hmm. and then along came Enphase. It, it, that's pretty much how it goes right uh jane and then and then so that it, it, and that allowed for panel level optimization which was mm-hmm. something that didn't really exist prior to Enphase, or at mm-hmm. least not not in the broad the broad spectrum, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that, so that was kind of like a, a real innovative change. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know when that happened, but I'm guessing probably about like eight, ten years ago or something. Yeah. So Enphase has been in. Uh, that was you know the goal of Enphase was to uh, really um, simplify solar um, and uh, create this distributed architecture, bring this high tech approach to. To solar, and so our founder, co-founders Regu and Martin, two brilliant guys, um, you know, created this. Uh, you know, we're able to implement on their idea and, uh, and and refine it over ten years. We're now on our seventh generation product. Um, right. But yeah, so, and I could, I could, um, being an installer, Jane. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but being mm-hmm. an installer, I could probably almost like count through those generations, mm-hmm, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm, and I've mm-hmm. seen them, you know, all on roof, mm-hmm. you know, from the earliest levels. Uh, it was the first one was like a 180, maybe. Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I? Am I? Yeah, Nick may know. Nick, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's been around longer. So. What's that? The M1, the M175 and the M200. That was our very the M175. Very first that was the first one out of the box, right? And then you've yeah. and, and so it's really been interesting over the years. I remember when you launched the M250, probably about three or four years ago here in Maui at the Grand Wailea. That was pretty remarkable. We were so excited to have the power to meet the larger panels, you know. Yep. Yep. And um, and now you're moving on. I've seen a graph recently on on that on one of your articles talking about a, a whole suite of products, right? So there's a lot of interesting stuff going on. Uh, and you continue to innovate, which is wonderful. So um, very cool, very cool. So let's see here. What else do we want to jump into, Jay? There, the, one of the things that te- that I'm getting, I'm get actually getting pinged right now, Nick and, and, and Jane from various people in the field asking questions. And I got one from uh, Anthony here, and he asked a little bit about, uh, let's see, <laughs> he asked a little bit about the, the battery system. And I know you got a battery system, you got a module. We actually showcased it at the Maui Film Festival. Is there anything you can tell us about your battery system? Because we are in a kind of post NAM world out here, right? Just like right. Jay was saying. Yeah, um, so you have a modular 1.2 kilowatt hour battery, a really set up to be super, super simple to install. Um, it's just a quick uh, single person plug and play installation. Um, it's super safe. There's no high voltage DC in the system, um, and um, you know, it's, so it's a modular approach, just like our microinverters are modular. It's a modular, so you can start. You can start with just one battery, and you can go up to, you know, we have installations that have 40 batteries. So, how um, many batteries? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 40. <laughs> four zero. Four zero. Wow. Four zero. Yeah. So 41.2 kilowatt yeah, hour. That's, that's some and, uh, modularity. Cool. <laughs> At a school in Australia, but mm-hmm. whoa, uh, yeah. So, I don't know if you want to jump in on the battery a little bit, yeah, I think the definitely the scalability of the batteries is of our our 1.2 kilowatt batteries is really what makes a really what makes it appealing. And the other thing is just having everything uh, built within the same system. So our batteries, our microinverters, Enlightened, this whole entire platform, this entire suite of products, kind of all works together and. And makes the uh, makes the installation process really really seamless. That's uh, that's one thing that installers really really seem to enjoy. Right, right. And it's a really interesting kind of uh, uh, architecture. I mean, it definitely is something that's entirely unique. Uh, there really, ha- I can't think of another parallel. 
really, because you're talking about you have panels on the roof, you have microinverters on effectively like a branch circuit, and then you come down into, let's say, the garage, for example. Generally, they're indoor batteries, right, guys? That's correct. Yeah, and then you have uh, these storage modules, which are effectively like the size of a like less than a carry-on, right? It's like about half the size of a carry-on maybe or something. Mm -hmm. And you put them on the wall. I've seen the installation video and it is super simple, right? Yeah. And then you can build them out on, it. Would, like how many can you put on a, you put it on a, like you, isn't there like a limit about like 10 or something that you could put in one, on one breaker or something along those lines? I don't know if you know that technical info off the top of your head. It's, it would be a, it would be a 13 AC batteries to a 20 amp circuit. Right. So that's kind of similar to the way, like, you have a certain limit for the number of micros you can put on your roof. You have a certain limit for the number of batteries you can put to a given breaker. It's, it's kind of similar in a way. Is that right? It's, yeah, exact same concept, yeah. Right, right. That is totally different than anything else I've seen in the marketplace, right? And what is the chemistry you guys are using? It's a uh, lithium iron phosphate, so definitely one of the, uh, one of the safest lithium t uh, chemistries out there. Right, right. And is this all based off of your IQ series of microinverters? Because that's – what is the current kind of, like – Give it, maybe you could give us a sense of the current series of, of microinverters that are in market today. I was just using these the other day, so I was getting my head around some of them. Yeah, so we have uh, an, I, Oh, go ahead, Nick. Yeah, either. I was going to say, Jane, you, you'd, uh, you'd be better fit for this. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. Um, so, um, I don't want to take you off there. Uh, IQ, so right now we have uh, introduced the IQ6. So this is, that's the sixth generation. Maybe you can catch gotcha. that with the six there. Um, so we have IQ6 and six plus and um and so this is a new architecture uh you've had in hawaii the m series and the s series which were the previous ones so the iq six and six plus are is the new architecture and this um this kind of sets the stage for some really cool stuff iq seven will be out next quarter iq eight um and another year so what wow. iq six and six plus does is it um, brings that smart grid ready technology um, that you guys in Hawaii already know and love, and uh, we here in California are are uh, have Rule 21. So it brings that smart smart grid technology. It also there's other changes for end phase in terms of you know uh, the form factor and the cable. Um, and so the the IQ series for the connected to the battery would be the IQ battery. So everything IQ needs to be IQ. So IQ cables, IQ battery, IQ envoy. Um, so there's a whole and suite then, of technology that kind of sur surrounds that, all the corresponding components, right? Again? All the corresponding components need to be yeah. that IQ6 yeah. kind yeah. of rated. Right. Um, and, um, and then um, IQ7 will be out next quarter, and that would be um, support, uh, it'll be 10 watts higher per microinverter, so we'll have the 7 and 7 plus. And then in the summer, we have 7X and that's going to be supporting wow. 96 cell modules. Whoa. So you, um, you've yeah. got really, and I see kind of, it's kind of like, uh, there's a great infographic in one of these articles, this new products, mm -hmm. cost reduction yeah. while adding functionality and value. And right. uh, this kind of, you know, evolution from M250 through the products you just mentioned, the IQ6, mm -hmm. the IQ7, and even the IQ8 in 2019, mm -hmm. right? right? So, uh, and it looks like the wattages keep increasing. I guess you're anticipating mm -hmm. uh, having uh, panels with greater and greater power capability, right? And, exactly. um, mm -hmm. and I see that, you know, you're, uh, the, uh, Jay had to explain this to me. This is getting a little geeky, but ASIC <laughs> gates in millions uh, increases. And I, I just said to him, I said, I have no idea what that means, Jay. Can you explain it? I don't know if Jay wants to, but uh, no, no, okay, okay, I won't do it to you guys. But in any case, there's uh, there's this real kind of rapid evolution uh, of this technology, and it seems to be getting smaller and smaller, right? The form yeah. factor is changing as well. Well, the right. ASIC is. I mean, that's our kind of crown jewels, if you will. The ASIC chip, the chip inside the microinverter is incredible, and you know, we have. Uh, at Enphase, like over 140 patents, not just with Whoa. the chip, yeah, but with other things. But um, you know, that's our that's our differentiator, and that's not something anyone can duplicate or, or or come up with. So there's a lot of a lot of brain power behind that, and that's what's uh, really creating kind of the new capabilities. And and the IQ8, which we had talked about earlier too, creates this um, really uh, unique uh, opportunity for Enphase to create kind of an islanding capability. So when the grid goes down. Uh, your solar system would still be working. Um, and now that, that is that quite a thing. 
Yeah, that's yeah. a feature set basically everybody here wants. Um, I want to <laughs> roll back just yeah. a second. ASIC stands mm -hmm. for Application Specific IC for Integrated Circuit. For anybody who doesn't mm -hmm. know that, um, basically what it means is that Enphase has gone through the R&D to, to generate a specific uh, chip that does mm -hmm. that has all their control as hardware. Um, I personally do uh, FPGA programming, just so you know who I am. But <laughs> but this is, this is this means they've gone through the R and D and they have a fab and there's making they're making okay. these things and it is exclusive okay. to N phase. Gotcha. No one else can can get this unless they license it. I assume um, this chip and use it. So there there's some really specific circuitry that wow. goes into uh -oh. it. That's remarkable. You know, and then uh, out here right now we're in kind of an interesting time, Jane and and Nick. We have uh, I, I'm not sure how closely you've been following uh, Hiko's the public. Utility Commission's uh, orders, and then he goes uh, just recently issued a response, which I don't think is public. But uh, the uh, in terms of these new programs we have, right? So CGS effectively uh, the consumer grid supply program that we had, the backfitting program that was left, pretty much concluded. I think they're still mm -hmm. taking applications, and this new program called CGS Plus was initiated, right? And it hasn't really been clarified exactly how they're going to. Uh, implement that. That's what's that's the back and forth that's going on between the utility and the public utilities commission. But the CGS Plus program, as I understand it, in in in, in very simple form, is that they're the, the utility the we want to offer the utility the opportunity to to control that export during the day when it's just you know PV. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's a very kind of intelligent uh, architecture that would be required to make that thing happen, right? So mm -hmm. it, it seems to me that these kinds of inverters may be able to answer that. I mean, I've talked to other inverter guys that said, well, we don't really have an inverter that does that, that allows yeah, the utility well, I mean, but basically to Basically what this is, is yeah, and there needs to be a conversation between the systems of the utility and the systems of the homeowner. Right. And as far as I know, I mean, the protocols don't really exist yet. Right, right. <laughs> nobody's, nobody's got a standardized communication method. Um, so so it's it's something that's that's in discussion. Yeah, so Jane, just to, you know, uh, uh, we, have, we got these couple programs that are going to be clarified hopefully in the next few mm -hmm. weeks. That's CGS mm -hmm. Plus. And also there's a smart export program, which is related, could be related to your, your energy storage modules. So they're, they're mm -hmm. a program mm -hmm. where they'll actually provide a revenue stream or some form of compensation for providing energy to the grid or and, and or power mm. or various mm -hmm. things. So that, that conversation, we're right in the middle of that right now. It's quite an interesting time out here in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I've definitely heard heard of these things. So, uh, you know, um, yeah, and so the CGS Plus, yeah, it would be nice to actually get get the info on that. But, you know, in terms of communicating with utility companies, you know, we've, we've kind of been a leader in that regard, too. We've already yeah. partnered with HECO on, on, you know, a number of initiatives. Um, so I feel like we're, we're, you know, is kind of clued in and, and tied together as much as possible Definitely. On, on some of those requests and yeah. requirements. Well, you know, just as an installer, we're sitting here going, okay, well, people want, and they've also have another area, which is quite interesting. What they, it, it, they've clarified that net metering systems can be expanded. Right, mm -hmm. and so there's this uh, this theoretical kind of understanding right now that if you have a NEM expand system and you want to expand your system, you're allowed to, right? Mm -hmm. And it's in a non-export fashion. But once again, what does that mean? Does that mean that there have to be batteries integrated in order to create a uh, a system to be able to ex export and not not export energy as it's created and used? Well, there's there's um, only two choices: you either store the energy or you shed it. <laughs> right, right. But perhaps smart inverters like Enphase is creating could, could answer could. that need in some kind of a creative way. Yeah, you way. know, what's, what's interesting is, you know, uh, to be able to add on to an M system, that's, that's pretty powerful there. Uh, what Enphase can do and what we already do within um, the CSS program is we can, we can limit export. Right now with CSS and the zero export systems, right. we're able to use the production and consumption metering and set that export threshold to zero, which will essentially prevent the system from exporting. So you can Within do that, that functionality, though, we could also set a threshold that was, say, the size of the existing NEM system. Whoa! So, huh. so that that would be that's, something that, that might fit. The that's amazing. Well. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. That's exactly what, thank, <laughs> that's that's exactly what I want. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Jane, I, I, I am yeah, an I am an, old, exactly I am an old I am an old I am an old NEM owner. I am still searching for my solution right now, um, and that's precisely what I want. I want to be able to. Uh, generate more. I mean, I don't have an electric vehicle yet, but I'm seriously eyeing them, of course. Um, and and I'm going to need more generation capacity. Not only that, my panels are just just ancient at this point. Right. <laughs> right. As are my inverters. They are in phase, although they haven't been reporting. But it's 100% my fault. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll fix that. <laughs> yeah, um, but so it's but it's just aging equipment at this point. They're it's mm -hmm. 10 years old plus. So. 
But what, what I find amazing about this idea uh, that Nick just clarified is that uh, you know you, if I'm seeing if I'm hearing this correctly, let's say that the 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 pro, this NEM expand non-export NEM expansion gets clarified between the utility and the PUC, and and then uh, something like a uh, a microinverter could potentially be installed, and uh, another five or ten panels on a twenty-panel array, and you could use behavioral modification to consume that energy during the day, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. uh, without a battery. You could use it. You could plug in your EV as an example during the daytime energy. Curve. Right. And uh, produce that energy from solar and, and, and gain all the benefits, you know, that you would get with that. Um, but you could be assured that you would never export more than your pre-approval size. Right? right. Right. That is pretty powerful because we've been scratching our heads, guys, on how exactly how to do this. And uh, it sounds like you may have a solution. So it's, it's just a setting, right? You just punch the number in the box and press return. Essentially, <laughs> it's more... More or less, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's very software-defined, and that's kind of the benefit of having a, a, a two-way communication system. So mm -hmm. we, can, we can create these settings back at, back at end phase, and we can provision them out into the field, and the microinverters will accept those settings. And then when you also work in storage systems and you have all these different pieces, you can really, you can really tailor a system, especially with end phase that's so scalable, you can really tailor the system to, to match the specific needs. Mm. Right. And um, are you in contact with HEI and, or HECO, HELCO, and MECO? Uh, uh, in terms of using your microinverters right now to expand NEM systems, or is that something that you're going to start right away? Because <laughs> you only have two choices. Yeah. <laughs> we, we do have we do have teams that work very closely with uh, with Hico and and HEI. Okay. 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 So that's, great. That's great. happening as well. Well, we'll definitely keep our eye on that. And then um, Jay, you got any other talking points here that you want to cover? I mean, I could. No, that's over. really cool. I now I now need to go and, and research this a bit more ah. um or, or swing by guys i mean that's all your the invite's yeah, always we're open. gonna be there next month so we will swing by really oh fantastic excellent yeah. excellent yeah. love to have you on the show if you're here that, that would be very cool and do, before we do close out are there any other uh kind of you know things that we should be aware of i mean of course i could talk all day long and speculating about the iq8 series but i won't <laughs> i won't i won't do that to you uh, you did mention that we might be able to speak with uh, uh one of the founders did i hear that correctly in an email uh, potentially about the iq8 yeah, yeah. so ray Goob. Balur is our co-founder. He loves everything Hawaii, and uh, and he'd be a great person to talk through kind of the product roadmap and IQ8 and Ensemble. So I think we should bring All him right. out there, or bring him All on right. the show, and yeah, and Excellent. talk through that more because I think it's going to be really awesome for Hawaii. Yeah, that, yeah, that's well, a big deal right there. That really excellent. is something so we'll, exciting. We'll revisit that. Of course, I want to offer. I mean, anything you want to communicate. <laughs> yeah, is there anything you'd like to add, Jane or Nick, to to uh, let us know that we didn't we didn't kind of touch on? Um, well, just think of, of Enphase for commercial as well, commercial projects. Mm, sure. So um, we, I know there's still uh, a lot of commercial installations happening, and um, we are probably like 20% of our installs are commercial. Um, wow. I mean, and from big to small, you know, we, sometimes people think of it just as small commercial, but we do a lot of larger ones too. But um, So, yeah, think of us for that too. We have uh, a, you know, on our website a lot of information on it, and the IQ is a really good, good uh architecture for commercial as well. That's great to keep in mind. Uh, I actually was just designing a system like commercial, uh, about mm -hmm. 40 kilowatts. I mean, like basically like a, a BMB mm -hmm. kind of thing. And we were uh, playing with uh, the IQ6 and the 6 plus. And, oh, and, and it was really a, a cool experience. And I was kind of getting my head around the, the ratings related to the utility and stuff. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and I, you know, I got to tell you, I, I really have a great appreciation for um, Enphase and all the really innovative work that you've done over the years. So I want to thank you so much for coming on the show and definitely extend the invite to uh, your co-founder for to hear we can, we can dig into the IQ8. And Jay's kind of chomping yeah, a bit right yeah, now. Look at <laughs> <laughs> All right. That okay. Like plan. Yeah. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll look forward to talking with you again soon. So thanks for coming on the okay. Solar Coaster. Really appreciate okay. it. Aloha, Nick. Thank, thank you, guys. guys. Aloha. Okay. Bye. 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 Very ah. cool. Very cool. Um, commercial, sixty or seventy? It's seventy-two cell, and is there a difference there? Is, I, I, I wanted to ask, but I wasn't quite sure. Is there a difference in? Well, the, you, you talk. You talk about in, installing uh -huh. residential versus commercial. What, what? I mean, what's the real difference? I, I, you've, yeah. you've talked about that too. That there's yeah, that's different a great size point. panels that's and stuff like that. So. Um, there's a couple differences, right? So, uh, um, and there's, you could think of it in a couple different ways, right? You, it, it, there's, there's the, actually the meters themselves. Mm -hmm. There are different types of tariffs and different types of meters, which uh, you know some are residential mm -hmm. and some are effectively business or large scale meters, and they have different tariff codes. You can see them for the right. utility. Right. That's kind of one distinguishing point. And you know, a lot of the times uh, when you install a solar system on a commercial setting, you know, you're looking to generate a lot more power. 
right? Sure. And so uh, it, panels can be another distinguishing feature, right? You can uh, go from a 60 cell module to a 72 cell module, yeah. which is a, what is uh, it? That was my understanding. Right? Yeah, so, but, but it's not, it's not, it's kind of a gray line. Like we've used 72 cell modules in the past on residential. It's not like you can't use them, right? Right. But generally speaking, that's what a 72 cell module exists for. It's a right. bigger two man carry kind of panel. And, you oh, know, that's it, a key piece, isn't yeah. it? Because all of a sudden you need a lot more people on site yeah, it's, <laughs> for the it's install. Just, yeah, so it's just a different kind of uh, thing. But And then, of course, re you know, when we think about Enphase, in our minds, we may be thinking residential. But I, it's a great point that Jane brought up. Uh, the Enphase, I've seen case studies that, that Enphase has shared where you can see cost savings related to using Enphase in commercial settings. And we say commercial. A lot of times commercial in the mainland could be very big, like megawatts, you know. Mm -hmm. And we get that here too, but... Um, there are definitely opportunities where you could, I could see microinverters play an important role in commercial. They had this beautiful one. It was something like a couple megawatts, and it was a greenhouse a facility somewhere. That was probably a few years back. Nice. And maybe they're using their M250s or something like that. But, uh, yeah, so commercial kind of has those distinguishing areas, I would say. Okay. Yeah, it makes, uh, it makes more sense. I mean, it was just, it's just a little confusing. Well, what's the difference? I mean, you see solar panels on houses, and you see solar panels on businesses. Does it really matter? <laughs> <laughs> Does it make a difference? Uh, yeah, well, so um, that was kinda, really cool. Kind of, sort of. And I think that though, but with Enphase, you know, when we like once again looking at this thing here, you've lived with Enphase for for you know years. You've yeah. had it in your home. Yep. Many of my friends and family have Enphase. I got a couple text messages from my buddy a moment ago. He has. I put Enphase on his house, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And he's asking me, "Oh, does the IQ? Can I expand with the IQ six plus?" Um, <laughs> Apparently, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the answer. Yeah. Good, good. Um, so this, I want to get into a future focus segment because uh, this is yeah. something that we actually had slated for last week and I never got to talk about it. Right. This um, is super cool. This is really neat. Um, a couple, I, don't, I want to say like a month, maybe two months ago, um, we had a little, little article that someone had speculated doing the math that if we replaced all the glass mm -hmm. in every house, in every state <laughs> all over everywhere with um solar powered uh solar smart windows right yep. um these are actual transparent uh kind of solar panels that that will give you a much smaller amount of of current but they're still see-through um you could actually generate enough power to offset all the electrical generation. So if we covered, so, we so took all the buildings, every, covered all the buildings. All. So I'm talking like north, all, south, all east, this, west. Think about it. Well, the they're, they're, they're the, vertical, so it doesn't matter. Really, right? Well, it does matter. It matters even you, more on the north side. Exactly. Right. They, they would never see the sun. But um, <laughs> someone had done the the, the, the area math, right. and you so could all get, the optimal areas. Think I guess, of, right. think about a giant skyscraper. You know, right. they they only have this tiny little footprint vertically. Right. And if they put solar panels up on top, they can't do much. But if you can put every single window and have it generate a little current, you could do something. It still doesn't. It doesn't work for the skyscraper because they consume so much power. And a lot of times, they're, but it they're all dense adds too, up. Right? There's like other skyscrapers around them. Right. So, so you, you wouldn't you wouldn't your, get a whole lot of direct direct sun either. Um, but this was really interesting. Now the solar powered smart window, which is a was it what, what would you call it? It's it's a tinted glass chemistry that really reacts to being hit by sunlight so photoreactive it's glass. photoreactive glass right but it also generates current when struck so it tints itself so it's it's it at, at nighttime it would be transparent right. and then as the sun comes up it would get darker right automatically it's right. chemistry and you can tap it from the edges you would you would put uh, conductors on the edge you don't get lines across your window or anything uh -huh. else but it's it's just conductors on the edge and this window would generate power for you and these are up to 11 percent efficiency which is like which is a lot for something that doesn't actually like, obstruct your sunlight right i mean that's that's a, that's a that's a game changer right there that's about half of your of your kind of high efficiency solar panel right now yeah well, what's well what's the what's the efficiency of the best the best panel you sell i think well best of geez like like 22 or something 22. like that well, so 11 percent and yeah half yeah i mean it's <laughs> that's pretty amazing right, right here, pretty crazy um yeah so you could generate enough um yeah it actually says 80 percent 80 percent of the uh the, the u.s requirement right but you'd have to cover every single window with it so it's basically replacing all your glass i, I don't mean, know i don't know if that's going to happen but it's <laughs> but it's interesting to see this technology kind of take off where they're already up to 11 percent. can they get to the point where they're actually generating the same as as a opaque cell yeah i mean who knows but the, the thing is you just have so much more uh space to work with 
right? Sure. That uh, that if you know it can it can kind of it's acceptable to not have a twenty percent. I mean, you don't if you're at eighty percent of the of the nation's uh, or was that nations or world's energy requirement? It was it was it was U.S. They're specifically US. talking about the U.S. Then you don't need to double it to do to get to where you're you're knocking out all the energy. I mean, it's pretty powerful yeah. in, in its current form. Yeah, exactly. So proto yeah, prototypes tested reaches reached up to 11.3. So I think manufacturing deviances and such aside, uh, it's about 11%. But that's a really really fantastic technology and it's so cool that it like it like I said it goes transparent when the sun goes down and so you can still see outside. Yeah, and it's and super like util it's it's a utilitarian kind of thing too. You're not just getting uh think about it if you're if it if you're able to reflect once it, the sun starts to kind of come into the window, mm-hmm. and if you're if you don't have like a film on that to reflect it, you're taking in all that thermal energy, and now you have to do something with that. And if it gets starts to heat up the building, your air conditioning system is going to remove using, that energy. Using more energy to, to remove the heat. Right. So there's kind of a there's like a like a dual uh, uh, yeah like a twofold effect here, right? You're mm-hmm. you're, uh, you're when you're able to keep visibility in the, in, in night, so it's not like this weird film that makes your house all dark, right? All <laughs> yeah, certainly certainly at all. All the time. And then it's, you have regular transparency through your windows. Yep. And then the sun, when it starts to, like like your house, Jay, when the sun really starts to boom in. Oh there's there's about 45 minutes a day where it is just blinding and I have to go and pull the blinds. Yeah. And, <laughs> I, and I look at you, I'm like, baking. can I pull that thing down? Because this is. You just want to go outside. I, I can't stand in here. You can't stand <laughs> right. in the kitchen for that 45 minutes. Like, and the sun is just booming right through those windows. Yep. And when you pull down those mild, you know, those kind of like little, little shades. Yeah, shades. they're tinted shades, but they're. Yeah. Um, but in this case, it would, it would automatically, it would automatically do it. Yep. Right, which is yep. phew, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, is this is this Enrel here? So there's no one really to call, right? It's, um, it's, it's, no, it's this is company the, doing no, this, shit. this is still R and D. Right, this labs. is the, and Enrel for everybody is the National Renewable Energy Laboratory, and all the good stuff comes out of here, right? Right, so, but it's all military funded and <laughs> right. locked down. You can't get in there. <laughs> but in terms of the in terms of the livability of this, you can imagine an environment where you're no longer concerned about that sun coming in and making you uncomfortable, and you're no longer concerned about that sun coming in and creating a thermal. Con- uh, a thermal problem that needs to be resolved with air conditioning. Yep. And then simultaneous to that, you're actually harnessing real kind of, uh, you know, a, a real relevant be- a real amount, amount of benefit. energy. Yeah, it's it's a real amount of energy. Not only that, it's outside of the normal energy curve for your rooftop solar. Because, because it's, it's, it's vertical. It's the tail end of the day where, where everybody comes home and kicks on the AC. So why wouldn't you want that extra bump? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. And, you know, another thing is uh, high latitude or low, uh, yeah. You Those could, folks, for the, sure. Like yeah. if you're in, like, Alaska with, like, a south-facing roof, south-facing a wall. Yep. I can't even say it. Yeah. <laughs> south-facing yeah. wall. And you wrap this 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 film up there, or this, yep. this new glass up there. Yep. You could, uh, it'd be very interesting to see how, what kind of um, impact that had. Well, I've seen, I've seen traditional solar installs that are just vertical at, at those latitudes, yes. you know, because that that's, that's the only thing they can do. Yeah, and there's one that's really <laughs> famous up in Anchorage, mm-hmm. and I've actually yeah. met the fellow that installed that, and he told me all about the story. It was cool. So yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> all right. So, wow, so yeah, I wanted cool to talk things. about that last week. It was re- it's really really awesome stuff. Um, check it out if you if you want. Uh, electric.co is uh, got the link up there um, on the solar-coaster.com yeah. website. Yeah. Uh, I think you know, and, and we're kind of in an interesting time here. We have a little bit of extra time in the future focus section, and uh, next week is going to be pro- almost like. A total future focus show, really, in yeah. a sense. Right? Well, yes and no. So, the company has existed for a long time. It's something that's close to your heart. Yeah. So uh, I want to uh, let everybody know that next Friday we have an amazing show scheduled. We're going to hear from Japan. We're going to get a call in mm-hmm. from Japan from an organization known as Peace Boat. Mm-hmm. And also that is working on a remarkable piece of technology called the EcoShip. And this is a, a, a funded uh build schedule middle they're in the middle of actually getting off the ground with this build and it is a rem- unbelievable thing when you see it visually i don't know exactly how to describe it verbally but effectively it it's is a cruise it's liner. essentially a cruise ship with a huge amount of renewable technologies built into it right and one of the <laughs> renewable energy technologies that could really make it a big deal because it's got about 1.2 megs of, of solar on it by the way guys yeah uh, this cruise ship <laughs> with 1.2 megs of solar would be this nrel 11 percent efficiency tra- uh glass wouldn't that, wouldn't that work we have uh, to wait that yeah. This would be good. We'll bring that up with Yoshioka Tatsuya-san next week. We'll call in for EcoShip and Peace Boat here on the Solar Coaster in Maui. Tune in next week, uh, Makawa Third Friday. For anybody who's up there, we'll uh, we'll wander around. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hello, everybody. This has been the Solar Coaster, sponsored by Maui Solar Project, Tabuchi Electric America, Sonin Battery, and Pika Energy. 
special thanks today to Enphase, uh, Jane and Nick, and thanks to Jay and Jonah and Gary and everybody here at KOI 1110AM. And Josh. <laughs> Play a role too. Hey, have a great weekend. We'll see you next week, folks. Aloha. Aloha.